One Percenters, we're back for another episode of the One Percenter Podcast with your host, myself, David Nurse. Today on the One Percenter Podcast, we're going to make a shift. We're going over to the music industry and a very good friend of mine, Derek Minor. Derek Minor is one of the top rap, hip-hop, gospel award-winning, album-producing, everything and then some artist there is. But Derek is not your average hip-hop producer. He is so much more than them. He is an entrepreneur. He is a visionary. He is creating joy and passion out of his music for others. Not just in the hip-hop world, but in the Christian, the gospel hip-hop world, having a message so much deeper than just on the surface of what he's what he's talking about. And that's why he's on the mission that he is. Because he's on the mission to do so much good for so many people through his gifts, through his platform of being an absolute hip-hop mogul. And in this episode, we're going to dive deep on overcoming obstacles. Growing up in a very difficult situation, Derek had nothing but being able to follow his dream, follow his passion, and know that he was going to do it for so much more, and why that wakes him up every single morning to keep creating, to not just be in hip-hop, but going out to country in music by being the voice and the song for the Houston Rockets and the NBA playoff run. Like everything that he does is transcendent because he knows it doesn't depend on himself. And you're going to learn so much more about Derek and be absolutely super juiced up and motivated as I am right now. This one percenter podcast, Derek Miner. Let's go. What's up, Chief? How you doing? Man, I'm good, man. Just in the studio, okay. working on some stuff. What you What you got rolling, man? So this is gonna be really funny, but I pitched the idea of a country trap album to this library because they said that their biggest client is the Outdoors Channel. Well, I'm like, wow. man, the country the country boys that I grew up with love rap, like for sure. So I'm like, I'm like, bro, what if we just took country and trap, especially with the success of the little Nas X kid, and just ran with it? So I don't know. I'm going to see if they go for it. So I'm just uh, doing some demos right now. Dude, that's really cool. Think about yeah. this. What if you hit yeah. What if you hit the, country, hit the whole country market, come out to that, that stagecoach concert? Bro. That'd be amazing. Country is unbelievably huge. That it's concert huge, is out man. of control, too. It's huge, bro. So that's kind of that's kind of what I'm on. Like I'm like, yo, let's let's do that. See what happens. And just see what happens. Like I mean, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you don't really lose anything, but a little bit of time. You know. So man. that's kind of that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, man, this might be a good opportunity. So I'm just kind of taking the stuff I grew up listening to, like yeah. with uh, just like this, because I grew up in the country. So it's like, right. I know. I kind of know. Where it, where it crosses over at. So I was like, let me see if there's any crossover appeal on a level. And so, you know, they do like the background music for like, like that's where a lot of the sports placements have been coming from for me. Yeah. It's just working with these guys. So I'm like, yo, let's let's get this country money too. <laughs> Dude, I, I feel you, man. I, think, I feel like you're, you're like really smart with this too because I was researching everything. You got a football, a football album and a basketball album base coming too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the basketball album dropped like two, three months ago. Okay, so it is out. Yeah. Is that is that where uh, 
Is that where the Houston Rockets, the All the Way song? Is is that one on there? Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. Dude, that got that got crazy play. It's crazy, right? Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, the country country would be big time too. Is there anyone really doing that? Country. So there was this kid that went viral uh, with the Old Town Road song, but that's really it. You know, there's not really a. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's gonna turn into a lane, but it. Yeah. But in my mind, I think it will because growing up, all of the country boys I knew they listened to country music and rap. Like, dude, yeah, they'd have their big big trucks, and they would go and you know go mud and listen to the system. <laughs> you know, put three six mafia on in that system so do you know hey you know what's funny though like i grew up in the country too in iowa and middle of nowhere missouri and like even yeah. us even us white boys we'd listen to country music but anyone that had rap in it too like we'd, we'd mix country with eminem we mix country with yep jay-z like it, like i really do honestly think that that could that could definitely take off yeah man so i'm Big just time. What I'm, but it's hard for people to get it because it's been done bad right. so much, but it's like so that I'm like, well, let me just demo some stuff for you this weekend, and I'm like, if you like it, we'll go ahead with it. If you don't, then we'll just stick with the normal direction, you know? If you demo that, can you can you send, like, links, and I'll play it with my NBA guys, too, to get, get a vibe from them, too, about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, bro. Yeah, I've been playing. I've been playing in my workouts. I've been rocking you with the workouts. Guys love you, man. That's dope, man. It's that's really crazy. cool because the coolest thing is like they don't they don't know at the start that it's that it's praise that it's that's Christian that it's praising Jesus and then like yeah like it, it really it, like it literally happens every time. I have the new guy in there. Like, man, what is this? What is this? You beat yep. Eric Miner, and it's it's praise. <laughs> it's legit. So you're changing, man. You're, cha- you're changing so many people's lives through that. It's amazing. Man, that's dope. That's what it's about. Dude, how was uh how was the Cowboys thing? It was cool. It was fun, bro. Like uh I didn't know what to expect, but it was pretty cool. Like, I think it would have been better if I was a football fan. I'm not really a football <laughs> fan. That's what that's the same for me, too. I'm not really either. That's why I thought when you came out here, I was like, man, this dude's diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. Nah, uh, uh, nah. So, so pretty much, the guy who said y'all should do a football album, uh, uh, he um works for the Cowboys, and he heard my basketball album, and he used like a bunch of tracks, but he was like, "Man, if you did an album like real football and team atmosphere, he's like, bro, it would go crazy." So. I did it. He's like, this is it. So it's been pretty cool. Man, yeah, for sure. Because, I mean, even think about those songs that just, like, stick with teams in sports that they play at every sporting event all the time, that they play at every football game or basketball game just to pump people up. Like, that's what that could be. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So that's kind of the hope for me is – and I've been seeing it. It's crazy because I think just having the football players on the front of the album cover – I kind of thought it was cheesy at first, but what wound up happening is I'm, I'm getting a lot of like football teams that don't even know who I am. That's like, thanks for making a football album. And I'm like, okay, you know, so this is cool. So it's, it's kind of dope. I think just categorizing it 
and not making it so artsy, just yep. making it more, making it more like, okay, this, I have my artsy stuff and then I have my stuff that fulfills a certain purpose. And that's kind of what I'm learning. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. I feel, like, that's really cool. Cause I don't feel like anybody really is doing that kind of stuff. So you're like, you're transcending I mean, different, obviously different, different areas and different types, but able to reach, able to reach all different types of people with that. That's really cool. Yeah, man. Big so question dope. is, hey, D, big question is, how's that coffee game? Bro, I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better. You I'm done getting... anything different? Nah, so I got my espresso machine back up and running. Oh. So hold on, let me send you a picture. Okay, tell me, is that, is the espresso machine, is that like, is that a game changer? Because we actually, actually just had a friend send it for a late wedding present. And we're debating whether keeping it or giving it or, or returning it. Which one is it? I'm not sure. Actually, it's in a box right now. I'm gonna open it today. But it was like a it really depends, bro. It says like what? It was like a seven hundred dollar one. It just depends, bro. Um, yeah. It depends on what you like. Like, so I always drink. Oh, that's legit. Uh, Cort- cortados or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. That's kind of like my thing. Uh, so, people, you know, it's been good for me. And then also, like, when I have guests over, it's pretty impressive to bust out a, a espresso machine. They're like, what? <laughs> yeah, that is so, true. Maybe that's kind of fun. Yeah, maybe we keep that. We also had an espresso one. We're like, we were set on coffee and then some. I'm still, I'm still straight with my, uh, with my chemics. Grind my beans. Still getting my intelligentsia beans. Grinding them up money yeah bro like that's that's my little cortado like it man they're trying to work on my latte art <laughs> let me see this one to just say man if you can get latte art down oh my gosh dude that's pretty good yeah bro it's getting there it's getting there <laughs> like here's another one hold on i'm trying to get there like it's kind of my little pastime bro hey I got this. I found that I literally found the coolest coffee spot here in LA. Better than Intelligentsia, better than anyone I've been to. It's called Bar Nine. Oh, oh that's, Bar Nine. That's tough. That's that's legit right there. Dog, there's a spot by UCLA that's pretty tough. Are you talking Profeta? Nah, it's called, uh, it's an Asian spot. Um, Man. The I'm name of this balcony. Balcony? Balcony. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna write balcony. that down because I've never, bro, I've never take, even heard of that spot, and I'm always over there. Bro, take Taylor one day because they will. have the best pastries in the city, bro. Okay. <laughs> I love it. You no. know LA better than I do. <laughs> it's funny, man. <laughs> hey, you should. I wish you were out here longer because I would take, I take you up to UCLA because right now they have all the. The NBA pickup games going with like literally everybody: James Harden, Kyrie, oh, all those guys. Real? That's what they do. Like this time of the summer, August and early September, it gets nutty. I know they got some guys at Team USA stuff right now, but like last year, it was LeBron, KD, Kyrie, Carmelo. Like they're all up there playing, and it's in this gym that like really nobody even knows, so it doesn't get that much pub because it's kind of like a secretive spot, but. Bro, tell me when to shoot up there. I'm there, bro. <laughs> I'm gonna go back up there Monday. So I was up there. I was up there last week. Not all those guys were there, but 
Harden was out there and Kyrie was out there. So I'm going to go back up there Monday, and if it's, and I'll get the vibe, and I'll see who's coming in and stuff. And if there's yeah. if there's going to be some big people coming in, I'll tell you, and then maybe that next week, next week or sometime in August, get out. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'll shoot, dog, I'll shoot up there so fast, bro. <laughs> Don't play. They, lo- they love seeing you, too, especially any of those dudes on the Rockets, for sure. Heck, yeah. Don't play, bro. I'm, I'm out there. Got you, man. Got you. Are you having any... Uh, tours coming out this way? Not right now. Um, let me see. I'm probably looking at. I'm, I'm probably to be honest, bro. I, I I think I'm gonna take the rest of the year off from touring, bro. Nice. Like I took last year. I almost broke my whole brain trying to tour, and it just <laughs> it did it didn't really work out too good. Like in a sense of. I did a lot as an artist, but mentally it wasn't good for me. Right. So I need to take a break because it's just I've been touring probably for the past seven years heavy. And and, and it's just I just need to take a break. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Bro, I respect I respect that to the max, man. I, people don't understand how, how tough it is being on the road constantly. And then being on the road and being able to be perform and being at your best every single night. Like it's Yes. It is no joke. Yeah, it's no days off, bro. I know. I no days off. Amethi and the boys cool? Oh, yeah, they're doing good, man. So it's a beautiful thing right now. Me and her are doing really good. And nice, man. Kids are back in school, so that's good. And uh, I can't complain. I can't even lie. Love it, dude. Love it. Yeah, I can't even lie. Shoot, man, what's, what's your time frame like today? I'm just going to... I'll just pepper you with some questions, and I just want you to flow with it, man. You got an unbelievable story. Like, I knew you had a great story, but then just, like, studying you and a.k.a. stalking you, you got an amazing <laughs> Seriously. Nah, I got a little bit of time. I got to go pick the boys up probably about 30, 40 minutes. That's so. perfect. Good, Let's dive into yep. it then, man. That's absolutely perfect. You just tell me, like, 30 minutes, we'll cut it at 1045. We'll cut it right there, and okay, we'll rock it, man. So yeah, just keep do it. yeah, just keep flowing, man. Just keep flowing on your on like on your background and how you got to where you are right now. Just like, what was your driving force? What was your motivator to be doing what you're doing right now? Because you are you're literally living your dream and you're living it with passion and purpose for something much bigger than even just music alone. So how did you just kind of how did this become like, man? I know this is what God's calling me to do. Uh well, if we was to go back to what it started as for me was a form of expression because I kind of had a uh, it was a form of expression and a form of connection so one um, my dad was a jazz genius like he taught himself how to read music uh, all kind of like crazy stuff so he was like just intuitive when it came to music and me and uh my mom and my dad were separated. They never were married, but like I lived in Tennessee and he lived in Michigan. So when I would go up during the summers to hang with my dad, that's what we did. We made music and it was a way that me and him connected. It was something we had in common. Um, you know, I guess, you know, you just grow up idolizing you right. know, people like that. So, uh, and then as I started getting into the writing aspect of it because he was always kind of coaching me on a musical aspect. The writing portion became expression. So, you know, with some of the family struggles that we had, 
I would just put them in my notepad. And that's where that came from. It was always a form of expression and, and creativity. And as I got older and as I started thinking, what did I want to do with my life? I couldn't picture myself doing anything other than music because it made me happy. Um, and as I, as I met the Lord, when I got saved in college and I met Yeshua in college, that's when I started thinking, man, I should take what I'm passionate about and use it for the kingdom. And then that's where the Christian hip hop where the Christian influence began to kind of permeate through the music because I became passionate about God. Like that's what happened. I started becoming passionate about that and putting that into the music, you know. It wasn't forced at all. It was supernatural, actually. Yeah. Not, it's supernatural and it was super natural. Like it was <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a good way to say it. I like that. Man, that's yeah. that's awesome, man. Like that literally is what I would term living the dream. Like you are doing what you were made to do, what you're passionate about, but you're doing it with so much more of a purpose. Like not a purpose for your own gain. And I've been around you, getting to know you in Israel and just became fast friends with you over there is like yeah. you, you, you are one of the most genuine and real and true people that I've ever met. Like there's nothing, nothing that you just leave on the inside. You wear it on your sleeve and you wear your passion on your sleeve, which is, which is amazing. Cause you'll see, I'm, I'm sure you've seen a lot of people in the industry that you're in. And, and just like I have in the NBA where you're, they're constantly doing it for their own gain. And it's like, okay, I get this album of the year and you've had album of the year. You've had a song, I mean, go absolutely huge in the NBA as well, uh, all the yeah. way. And, and then it's, it's always that feeling of like, you see it in those guys, like what's next. Okay. Now I got to perform next. And now I got to have this next album. And like, like if you're doing stuff for the world and for what the, what society thinks is success, then it's just like, it's an ongoing, unbelievably hard struggle, but you've been able to put that away and know that you're doing something, I mean, bigger for a bigger purpose than yourself alone. Yeah, and there's a tension. You know, I would love to be able to take credit and say, man, I've never done anything for myself. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would I'll love to you. be the guy that's like, nah, man, this has been 100% solely not about me. <laughs> but uh, what I can say for the people that are in that position, being a person that has been in that position, who's trying not to be in that position now is – doing things for yourself is a one-way ticket to burnout. Yep. Um, it's a one-way ticket to crash and burn in the sense of you can never make people happy. You know, it's like you think of, like think about a guy right now, if I was to, the best example of this is LeBron. Mm. Like there's nothing he can do to be, to, 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 to satisfy all his haters. Like, if he if he wins MVPs, he's still not the greatest. If he, you know, depending on what he, I mean, he could take he could take the worst team in the NBA to a championship. People are still gonna say, well, you didn't do this like Jordan or like Kobe. Same thing with someone like James Harden. Like James Harden mm -hmm. is like dropping buckets or Russ Russ Westbrook. Yep. I mean, he's like he's a walking triple double. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and people still say. Well, he ran KD off or whatever that is. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's yes, for like, sure. This dude is a walking triple double, literally. Like he, like Russ has the the, like he's like when you look at him, he looks like a superhero, and he's like 
killing it. And I'm just like, I think if your expression is literally to make people happy, it just burns you out because there's always going to be someone that says, well, you didn't do this like that person or this person or, man, you may have got MVP, but you didn't get finals MVP too. Like it's like, and I think it's the same thing for me. It's like no matter how many awards I got, Oh, you got a Grammy, but you got a Grammy because you were producing on someone else's project. You don't have your own Grammy. Like, it's like, cool, I got a Grammy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? But that's, I like, mean. Dog, I'm, from, I'm from the hood, bro. Like, dog, my family, I got family that use drugs and sell drugs. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. Like, and I, I had to start looking at it from that perspective of, yeah. man, look at where I came from and look at, how God is taking me from literally from the hood to living in a home. My first home I ever bought was the biggest house I ever lived in. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's not me, man. That's, that has to be God, you know? Yeah. It's, it, it's amazing and refreshing to hear you say that too. It's like, we know that like, like myself being able to train NBA players at the highest level and, and be able to speak all over the world. Like that's, that's nothing of me doing, but still in that, in that sense, like, and, and you were touching on like, it's still a constant pressure and it's still a constant feeling of, okay, as much as I have accomplished, as much as you have accomplished, there's, there's, there's gotta be like, there's something more coming. There's gotta, you gotta do what's next. Like, how do you, how do you internally live, live a life of just peace and um, knowing that you're in the right spot without letting the world's views and without letting those other, the haters, the haters views get to you and, and, make sure that your driving force is something more than what other people think of you? Man, that's a good question. And again, it's also one that I'm in the process of figuring it out. I'm not, I haven't totally figured it out. And I think all of us are always there. We're in the process of that. But I think it's, uh, if, you know, if you're a Bible believer, it'd be what the Bible would say is renewing your mind daily and reminding yourself who you actually are. And I think that that is what, that's what has been the most attractive thing about Yeshua and the Bible for me is that, is because the, the, like, the Bible says that I have value just based on the fact that I am a human and that I, that he made me and that I'm here right now in this moment. The world's idea of value is that, um, you have to be successful and you have to have money and it's super superficial. Uh, and I think that what's most attractive for me is, with, is, is the Bible that I have to remind myself what God says about me is whether I have a hit again or I've never had a hit, it doesn't matter. Like I still have value and the value is in, is, is in my love for one another and, 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 and my relationships and my friendships and being a good human being, not being just a rich human being, you know what I'm saying? And I think I find joy in that. And I, and I try to remind myself when I get in those moments where I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't know if, I don't know, is this the end or is this the, yeah. you know, every, every creative, <laughs> every athlete has had that question like, man, am I going to either you're having the question of, am I going to make it? Or if you have made it, you're like, how long can I sustain this <laughs> yeah. level of greatness? You know what I mean? Yeah, and man. I think what's beautiful is when we stop asking, am I going to make it? Or how long can I keep this? I think we start saying, man, 
what a beautiful joy it is for me to be in the position I am right now. I think that's key for us. That's absolutely spot on, man. That's, that's absolute gold right there. It's being able to realize the gifts you've been given and enjoying the process and enjoying the moment. I remember, like, I remember for myself personally going through, going through my journey of, of being able to be where I'm at and coaching the NBA and train NBA players. Like I traveled all over the world and, and it was five years of just relentless travel and work, working with players. And I didn't really like enjoy the moment. I was just so caught up and concerned and like, okay, I, what's next? Like, I gotta stay, I gotta stay at this level. I gotta keep improving, but like without being content in what you have and content in what you've done, there's just, there's always that little, that, that little thing that it's at you, that, that voice telling you, you gotta be more than, more than you are and you can't enjoy and you can't enjoy the process in the moment. And like seeing you and, and hearing you say that, and I know it's a constant struggle, it's a daily struggle, but like I literally remember, man, one of the like most the coolest times in my life is when me and Taylor were with you in Israel. We were in that we were in that little church and you just yeah. broke down, man. You broke down on how real it was. Cause I knew how I mean I knew your success and I knew everything that you've that you've done and you just you just laid it all out the line all out on the line just being like man it's not about the success it's about it's about so much more it's about the relationships it's about about your love love of christ it's about everything that you're doing for the world and not for yourself and it was just like literally that was one of the most empowering motivating times that i've that i've ever been around man that's beautiful and it was it was liberating for me because you gotta think you know you remember None of us knew each other. Yeah, like, exactly. Part, exactly. You know, it was just people that just, man, we all had a passion for, for God. We wanted to know more about what we were reading. And as I'm over there, I was so jaded on the way there because that's kind of what the music industry does to you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the music industry is the epitome of a gold digger. Like, because... <laughs> doesn't matter how much you've done. It's like, what have you done for me lately? Yeah. Like, so when the new, freshest thing comes out, they're on to the next thing. Or you just kind of work your, work your whole career to get to a place just to realize that you signed all these bad contracts trying to get more popularity and all that. And especially on the Christian sense, because what makes the, the Christian music industry is so cold in the sense that they mix Jesus in with it sometimes. It's like, bro, we don't care about your numbers. We love you and we love Jesus and we just want to see you make some music. Well, it's like, <laughs> well, I guarantee you, when you drop that album, <laughs> if you don't, if you don't make the money that they thought you were gonna make, they may love you, but they will chew you up, spit you out, and kick you to the curb. And I think, as a person like myself, I never grew up really even wanting to be in christian music or around any of that so i just thought when people actually were like man we love you with the name of jesus and we just love your art we're gonna make sure that you make it and it's like you believe them and take them at their word and then when you get there you're like oh this is still just a business (laughs) yeah yeah for sure man it's it's, it's great how real and blunt that you tell that because i know exactly it is man and yeah so what like like what motivates you to wake up each day and continue to get in this process like i'm talking to you now and you're you're in the lab you're 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 debating whether creating a country and rap album with with the christian base like what 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 motivates you 
every day to just continue this, which can be called a constant daily grind. Man, it's fun. I just nice. I what I realized when I left Israel was you're not having fun anymore. Yep. Which is why I first started is because I was expressing myself, was being creative, and I had so much joy when I didn't really care about the what others thought. Or I was just like, man, this is what's in my heart. This is fun. Let's pursue this and see what happens. Um, and now that's kind of the lens that I've been trying to live under is, does it bring me joy and does it bring others joy? And is does it please God? Does it honor God? And if if it fits those three criteria, then for me, it's a go. I want to just live in that space. Is, is it God honoring? In a sense of this, every I don't think every lyric has to be about Jesus. I can write a song about my wife, about my kids. Yep. I can write a song about my Mercedes, how I'm happy I got it and it's fun driving and, yep. and I, I get joy out of that. Like, I don't think it has to be. So when I say God honoring, I'm not talking about Jesus per minute. But I'm saying, making sure that I'm saying stuff that's cool. You know what I mean? Nice, <laughs> man. That, hey, that's that's a really, really good point. Because I think that's a connotation that a lot of people will get about Christian music and Christian rap. They think it's just like, Jesus, 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 Jesus. But it's not always just that. It's it's, it's living the life that, that God has given you. Living the life that Jesus has given you for him, of course. But being a light like doesn't mean that you have to be just constantly talking about him. But it's living, it's living out him through you and when you say that word like you've said the word joy about 10 times and i love it because yeah. that's literally what i try to bring other people is 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 joy ultimate joy and there'll be a lot of ways that i mean you can have joy and you can have joy for a while but like literally like i just wrote a book d and the biggest thing like if i could just write the book it's it's about how to live each day with ultimate joy i would put one word i'd put jesus in there and then just shut the book but it's 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 more difficult to than just to say that in to the people in in the world and society, but being able to live it like you said, and being able to make make songs about your wife, like how much you love your wife, how much you love your kids, how blessed you are to have your Mercedes, like that lives it. Like that's 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 the real way to live it, and I got unbelievable respect for that, man. Yeah, man, and I think you know, I think that it's it's you know. We obviously get to a place where like if I meet if I meet someone and we're talking about spiritual conversations, if you're around me for more than 30 minutes, the word Jesus is gonna come up because yep. like that that name, like God Yeshua is the center of my life. So it's like you talk about the things you're passionate about, but at the same time, there's a difference between talking about something out of passion. And then using Jesus as a mascot to try to get you more popularity. And that's kind of Big my time. frustration with a lot of American Christianity. Like you'll have people that use that say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all the time. But their lifestyle speaks totally opposite of the things that he, you know, even said about himself or that the Bible says about him. Like it, like they live total opposite of that. So Jesus is really just their mascot to garner more business or, or to 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 make people comfortable around them. I think there's a difference yep. you can find. And that's what I'm saying is like, yo, like the music I make, I talk about social issues a lot. And it's because I believe that if Jesus was here, 
he would tell people stop being racist. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, sure. I believe that's, that's what he would say. If Jesus had a Twitter account, he'd be like, yo, you got to chill this racist stuff out. He would condemn the shootings in El Paso and Dayton and Christchurch and, and New Zealand. Like, so I try to live in that way. You know, it's the same way with or, you know, with with giving to people that are less fortunate. I believe Jesus would tell me that, hey, Derek, you've done really well in your career. Make sure that you're using your money in a way that builds up people that you're, you know, if you see someone on the side of the street and you got $20 in your in your uh, pocket, yep. give them that 20. It could bless them much more than it's going to do for you to go buy whatever you're going to buy. You know what I'm saying? So I think that yeah. that's kind of how I want to live my life in that sense. Man, that, and, that, and that's real. Like, I know what you mean. I used to battle that too with, with people on the street, be like, are they really going to use it? Are they really going to need it? But then at the <laughs> end, it's like, this isn't my money. It's not like I, I earned this. It's been blessed, given, given to me to have the ability to have this money to be yes. able to give that's that's spot on man and and to your point too i'm sure you see it a lot like i see it in in the nba and professional sports like it it's people will say that that they're living for christ but then live a completely different way and i'm almost like man you just just don't even say it if you're not really doing it like it's not about picking and choosing what works for you like there's a right. there's an absolute real way and a real in a real way to live for christ and and what people don't understand is too like when you live for Christ, it gives you more ultimate joy. It's, it's, it's not about like, it's not about giving up your fun. It's not about giving up your joy. It's not about giving up who you are. It's about being fully you. Like when you fully immerse in that and understanding, like you're living genuinely who you are. You don't have to put on a mask constantly because you are loved and you can, you can just invigorate that love out of you. Yeah. Facts on facts. Facts on facts. All right, uh, man. I'm going to hit you with some questions here before we get rolling. All right, in your career, was there a time that you felt like, man, I've arrived. This, this is my moment. Everything that I've been working for, boom, I'm feeling it. Man, that's funny. No, I haven't. Love um, it. Nice. <laughs> nice, D. Good I, answer. I wish. I wish. But I think that that's the um, – most of the people I look up to, they would say the same thing. It's, it's, always, it's always what's next. And this, I, I guess I was, someone said the best basketball player forgets the play they just made, whether it was a good play or a bad play. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of how my career has always shaped itself. Um, but I've never been able to sit back and be like, man, man, we we did it, you know. And, and and to be honest, I don't think that for me, I'm not saying that in a good way. I'm saying I'll, I'll never forget this when I got my first gold record for producing on Lecrae, Lecrae's project, I was in a bad mindset because I get this gold record and it didn't hit me until this year. I looked on my wall and I said, fool, you got a <laughs> gold record. Like when I had first got that record, I just was like, all right, bet. What's next? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I'm trying right now to do better at saying, man, look at what you have. Man, you got a, you got some cool stuff, but there's still always that little bit inside of you saying like, "What's next? What's next? What's next?" You know. I feel you, man. It's the <laughs> it's the constant battle of being content in the moment and still super hungry to attack what's next, and in a good way, yep. not in an unhealthy way. And you you got that, man. All right, is there any is there any quotes or is there any sayings or 
or things that, that really shaped your life, maybe from a young age or early in your career, that, that is something that like you look at daily or something you, you stand by? Like one, one for me is I have on my, on my ceiling above my bed when I wake up, it says, today could be the best day of your life. Like put myself in that mindset that actually this, this day could literally be the best day ever. You got anything like Man. that? Ooh, um, I asked the tough ones, D. I don't, I don't come easy. Man. We don't softball this thing up. Dog, I, I think one would be, well, it would be a scripture. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, the spirit of power, and a sound mind. Um, and I think when you we look at, um, we look at today, what causes most of the carnage in our just lives in general is fear. People are depressed yeah. because of fear oftentimes. Yeah. And I know for myself, I, I went through massive depressions and most of the depression stemmed from the idea of, man, one day my whole life is going to fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was working out of that. Like, man, I hope my life doesn't fall apart. So I got to put out 10 albums in one year, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think that scripture is what I would run back to oftentimes is just reminding myself like, man, I don't have to live in fear. Um, yeah. And I, so I think that probably would be the one. Man, that's, that's amazing. And see, and that's why I love you so much. Cause how real is that? Just saying that you've been in, you've been in deep depression and like, in looking at you from the surface level, it's like, this dude has it all. Like he has made it. He's been successful. He's came from nowhere and he's, he's done it, but still you battle with that fear and everybody battles with that fear, whether they want to admit it or not. And it's like, I tell yeah. people literally 98% of the stuff that we fear, like the worst case scenario stuff never ends up happening. It's just, it's, it's, it's just really thoughts built in our mind. Like, why, what if this happens? What, what if this happens? But it, it always ends up being much better than we can even imagine. And it's our trust yeah. and our faith and being able to being able to see that. It's awesome. Yeah. It's an awesome man. Yeah. Okay. I got to hit you with some one percenter stuff since this is the one percenter podcast and one percent, one percenter means it means pouring into yourself one percent daily so that you're able to pour into others. So what would okay. like, what would a one percenter look like to you? Let's talk first about like, like, do you have any secret hacks or secret routines or like little secret things that you think like, man, this gives me the edge. Is it your amazing espresso coffee latte making ability? Or like what, what's, what's your little thing? Man, turn off the television. Nice. That would be, turn it off. And turn off the uh, and, and delete your social. I would say delete your social media apps uh, once a month. That's really good, <laughs> man. That's really good. So hard to do, Just, but really good. It, it is, man. Like you know, like oftentimes, I know that comparison is what kills us a lot because no matter how good you are, there's always somebody that's good in a different way. So. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes it's just good to just cut the, the social media apps off. Yeah. And I think that helps to give you some time to cleanse your palate. And then when you're ready, go back and, and, and enjoy, you know, dude, I love that so much. That's, that's a chapter in my book right there about comparison. Cause comparison is literally the thief in the night that steals our joy for tomorrow. 
Because we're just going to, I mean, we're just going to compare and compare and compare. And someone's, there's always going to be someone that's making more albums, or there's always going to be someone that's a better coach, or there's always going to be somebody higher, and we're going to want it more and more and more. And if we let that, if we let that get to us, it it ruins our lives. So that's an awesome, that's an awesome challenge. So everybody out there, once a month, turn off your social media, take a break from it, come back, come back to when you realize it's not about comparing, but it's about helping empower others through through your message on social media and the, like it can be a good thing it can be an amazing platform that we can use to help others but it also can be something that drives us absolutely insane yeah social media isn't bad i don't i don't look at social media the platform yep. as bad yep. at all but i just think i don't think humans were meant to have all of the thoughts of the world at your fingertips all the time yep like i just think eventually when you have the whole mental cognitive sentience of the whole world right at your fingertips, you're going to see a bunch of stuff that's going to upset you. And sometimes you need to detach so that you'll be able to get back in the fight and and enjoy like you want to. Great word, man. Detach. I love it. All right. Before, before our final question here, tell, tell the listeners, tell the audience how we can follow you, how we can support you, Anything that you're standing for, let let us know any way to any way that we know everything and anything D minor. Man, you can get everything at DerekMinor.com. Like it's it's lit over there. Um, but man, hit me up on hit me up. I respond to most of my DMs on IG and uh Awesome. I I I'm I'm pretty responsive online when I don't when I have the apps. <laughs> when you have the apps. So, if he doesn't respond, that means he's on his, his social media break for the time being. But I love it, man. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Okay. Right. Final question before we let you get going. Let's say, let's say I'm a kid in your same shoes coming up from a hard upbringing where the world looks bleak and it looks like everything's against me. All odds are against me. What advice would you give to a younger version of you on how to how to live out their dreams with passion and purpose. Man, I would say number one is, is be consistent. Nice. Like number two would be, don't be so hard on yourself. Uh, Number three would be seek help. And sometimes it doesn't always look like what you think it would be. Like some of the people that have helped me out the most are some of the people that you never think, man, Like, I remember there was a season in my life, man, it was this older white guy. I was having a nervous breakdown, and there was this guy that would literally meet with me every – he'd meet with me every other Tuesday at at a Starbucks and just let me just curse at the top of my lungs, (laughs) yell at the top of my lungs about hood living and all that stuff. And he just listened, and he would try when he could to give me advice, but most of the time he just wanted to just – hear what I had to say. Um, and it was it was good during that season, and it helped a lot. So I, I think, you know, seek help. Oftentimes people in the hood, especially because we've been dehumanized so much and because of the trauma that we've been through, we kind of say, I don't want no help because you got government assistance, you got all this stuff, and, and it's like, nah, I, I need to do this on my own. But I think what I would say is for sure, seek help because you can't make it by yourself, you know? Man, that's, that's so true, man. That is absolute gold right there, D. 
Well, I appreciate you big time, man. What's uh, what's coming up next? Give us give us a little preview of what's coming up next. You already tore up the NBA playoffs with All the Way, the Houston Rockets motivational song. What what can we yeah. be looking for? Man, I got so much music that's just sitting on a hard drive waiting to be released. So, yeah. man, follow, follow me on IG, follow me on Spotify, and it's gonna you, you're gonna get so much music over the past. This next year is gonna be insane. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. We'll be supporting everything you do, and I mean, potentially we make a me and you make a one percenter song that we can have on this podcast. It'll be our little our little bump, our little beat to get this podcast going. I'll drop a let's do it. You know I got you. You know I got you. Love it, man. D, I appreciate you big time, man. You are one of the most real, true, just absolute lights of Christ that I've ever seen and I've ever been around. And very blessed to have you as a friend and a brother, my man. Likewise, homie. For sure, for sure. Big time. Thank you for joining me on the One Percenter Podcast. Hopefully you took something away from today that you can implement into your own life, that you can improve 1% daily, pouring into yourself so that you can pour into others. And that's what life's about. Just living every day with the ultimate joy, passion for what you do, and overall confidence in who you are. Being able to live the life that you want to live without caring how others want you to live it. And if you want to take the next step along with me, right beside me in a community of one percenters, in a tribe of one percenters, check out davidnurseacademy.thinkific.com. The link will be in the show notes. But what this is, is this is gets you registered to be part of the family, the one percenter family, taking the 29 day challenge where it goes in depth, personalized, customized information and questions to me where I work hand in hand with you to help you optimize your sleep, your nutrition, your training, and your overall mindset, and literally to make you the ultimate one percenter. So check that out, davidnurseacademy.thinkific.com. Link is in the show notes. But really, that's that's only if you want it. That's if you want to take the next step. You definitely don't have to. I'm just super blessed and super happy to have you along on this journey with me on the One Percenter Podcast. And I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to learn. So if you could, leave me some questions. Leave me some comments. Leave a five-star review. That would be great. Or if you think it's a one-star, tell the truth on that too. But anyways, that helps me get on even more guests and helps us all learn together and grow together in any area that we can and ultimately that's the joy in life think about it if you can enjoy the journey enjoy the daily process enjoy the daily grind and not have to put your thoughts and hopes and and dreams and the expectations of others or what the world deems a success but just knowing you're waking up every single day on a mission on your purpose following your passion that's what being a one percent is about that's what this podcast is about hope you all have a great week thank you for supporting the one percenter podcast go out there and do something for somebody change somebody's life if you change one life that is leaving a legacy the rest is gravy on top remember life is a journey enjoy it david nurse one